0: You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled Revealing the Father, Part 4. Enjoy. We forget who's offended us or what's happened in the past. We're here now. We're going to receive from the Lord now. We're not going home the same. We're going home stronger, full of life, full of strength, knowing how much He loves us and experiencing His will for our lives. We've been talking about revealing the Father. And we said that God wants to reveal himself to you and through you. And something that that needs to happen for you to know him personally, you've got to de-religify your thinking. And we have cans of de-religification here at Highway Church. We spray them regularly on religious terminology, like the word repent. You remember last week, we sprayed it on the word repent what does the word repent mean? Do you guys remember? Think differently. Think differently. That's all it means. Doesn't mean cry or weep or pray for hundred hours or beat your. It means think differently. Put Mark chapter one verse fifteen up there. We're thinking differently. You're not afraid to think differently, are you? I think the reference is just a little bit off the screen there. Even if you want to adjust it. Jesus said this. He said, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Now, that's King James. Does anyone speak King James English? I don't. I don't. Let's, let's dereligify that. Psh. The word repent and the word gospel, and let's put the definitions for those words in there. This is what Jesus said. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Think differently and believe the good news. Instead of believing that God uses sickness and disease to teach you something, think differently and believe the truth about God that he put all of our sicknesses and diseases on his son and with the stripes that wounded Jesus, you have been healed. That's thinking differently. Think differently and believe the good news. If you're believing something that's bad news, you need to change the way you think. There's nothing bad about God. If it's not good, it's not from God. And it's hard. You hear different messages at different churches. Many churches don't preach this. They're looking for answers in the bad things. If it's not good, it's not from God. Every good and perfect thing is from Him. Health is from Him. And He wants you to enjoy it for the rest of your life. Let's dereligify another verse. Acts chapter 20, verse 21. This is what it says in the uh, Holman Christian Standard Bible. It says, I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus now what does that mean well let's put the definitions in there Pssh. I testify to both Jews and Greeks to think differently about God through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ does that help you Seeing the definition, in other words, I taught the people I ministered to to change the way they think about God, how? By looking at Jesus. You see that? We think differently, how? Just by picking random thoughts? No, by looking at Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. That's how we change our thinking. We study the person of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus. You'll see him doing three things teaching the kingdom of God, preaching, and healing. And he's the same today. So we see when we look at Jesus, it changes the way we think. I was sick for most of my life before I discovered this until I was 27. And I, I had to change the way I think, wait, God doesn't want me like this. He didn't make me this way. It's not his will for my life. It's the opposite. It's his will for my life to be healthy. I had to change the way I thought. And it took about four to six months of studying Jesus for that to change in me. But I still have to study Jesus, because we're living amidst currents of unbelief and all kinds of voices in the earth, and the devil's trying to steal from you what God purchased from you. So you got to keep your eyes on the real Jesus, so that we can receive the good things God has for us. So have you been, in your reading, have you been re- replacing the word repent or repentance in your Bible with Think differently. It will really help you when you're reading your Bible in New Testament or old you come across that word repent put the definition in there think differently it will really open things up for you hallelujah amen so Jesus and the Holy Spirit they have the same goal right what's that goal for you to experience God the Father to reveal the Father to you right we know that all of the miracles Jesus did how did he do those How did Jesus do the miracles he did? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Jesus came to earth as what? As a man. Not as the Son of God. Yes, he was the Son of God, but he came, the Son of God was never born in a virgin's womb. That was the man, Jesus, that was born in a virgin's womb. Do you understand the difference? He's always the Son of God. but Philippians tells us, he emptied himself of his godliness, and he came to earth and was born in the womb of a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that birthed Christ in that womb. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Mary said, how, how can this be? She, couldn't, she didn't know, and I, you, I wouldn't know either. would you? How, how can a virgin become pregnant? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's that same power that's in you that, that, that brings things alive in you. So together, when we look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, we're seeing Jesus and the Holy Spirit revealing the Father to people. Isn't that wonderful? That's why I love to read the Gospels and Acts. And not only were, were, were each and every miracle, not only did every miracle, I'm trying to go fast. I want to make sure I get this all in. We're going to take our time. Is that all right? You don't want the waiter to run up to the table and throw your food on the table. And run. Are you done yet? No, we're going to... Okay. So every miracle you come across in the scriptures is God revealing himself to us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not burning in the fire. That's God revealing himself. His protection. Right? Daniel's making a pillow pet out of the lions. That's God revealing his safety and protection to us. Does that belong to you today? Yes, can a lion be your pillow pet? Absolutely. The same God's living in you and you're in the new covenant. So, now here's the kicker. Not only was God revealing himself in the Gospels through every miracle, through his son Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, but he was also revealing who you were designed to be. And what you we're designed to do. Are you ready? Your seatbelts are on. Jesus did not come as an example for us, but of us. Jesus did not come as as an example for us to sit there and stare and think, boy, how nice that would be. He came as an example of us to show us what you could do through simple faith in the Word of your Father. That's a pretty bold statement. Do you think I made it up? Well, let's look at the Scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. This is where some pastors and ministers get really mad. What are you saying? This is blasphemy. They'll kick you out for thinking like this, but it is the Bible. It is truth anyway. I don't mind getting kicked out if I'm staying with Jesus. I don't mind cuz I want Jesus more than I want the acceptance of man. Fear of man is a snare. It's a trap. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Romans 8:29. For those whom he has known beforehand, he has also predestined, look at this, to bear the likeness Amen. of his son. Yes. Who's that? Jesus. To be just like Jesus. Why? That Jesus might be the eldest in a vast family of motorcycle riders. Love it. Jesus rides a Harley, you know that, don't you? (laughs) Uh oh, debate going on over here. I started something now. So, how are we to be like Jesus? Externally, the way we dress? No. Internally. Right? Not an external appearance, but an internal reality of God's love for us, that God is our Father. He's always for us. He's with us. He's leading us. He's guiding us. He's a shield all around us. He's the strength of our bodies. He's the health of our soul. He's the soundness of our mind. He's our destiny and our future. It's an internal attitude. Jesus had this relationship with the Father, and you have that same relationship. You may not have taken advantage of it as much as he had, but it's time for that to change. It's time to take advantage, in a good way, of your relationship with the Father. There's no greater advantage a human being can have than to have God as their Father. Father. We're to be like Jesus as men and women who walk the earth knowing God as their father. As men and women who walk the earth taking authority over darkness in his name. Let's look at some more Jesus. Can we read some Jesus in church? Is that all right? John 14. Jesus came so you could be just like him. Not in external appearance, but in the internal reality of being God's son and God's daughter. Jesus is talking and he said this, I tell you the truth, anyone, thank you Lord, there's God's, God's qualification, anyone, no matter who you are or what you've done. It's amazing over the years how many times I've found people who've been struggling thinking they've committed the unpardonable sin. That's one of the devil's oldest games. You've done something that can't be fixed. And you know if that's even been a thought of yours, you haven't done it. <laughs> Anytime the devil comes to you and says you aren't something, you know that you are. Anytime he tells you you can't have something, you know you've got it. Yes, yes. This is the moment he tells you you're not healed, you just start laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just, thank you, you just confirmed it, yes. right? Yes. Not that I need your confirmation for anything. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. Who's talking here? Jesus Jesus Christ, Messiah, King of kings, Lord of lords, the way, the truth, and the life. If he said it, it's so. No matter what anybody says. Will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. This is what Jesus said. Well, eat this up this week. This is who you are. So stop reading the Bible and putting Jesus off in the distance. When you're reading through the book of Acts, that's you. Just like uh, Peter, was it Peter that said to the uh the beggar, Silver and gold have I none? But what I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That's you. I think of this as I'm going about my day, wherever I'm out, out in public. I'm thinking, I'm saying, Lord, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Is there someone that needs touch by you? Is there someone that needs, and I'm not going to try and make something happen. It's not a force. Jesus didn't just go around laying hands on people. He was led by the Spirit of God, not by his own ambitions. Very important. We're led by the Spirit of God, not by the need of people, not by circumstances, not by what someone might look like. We're led by the Holy Spirit. Very important. Don't get ahead of God. Let him lead you. John 15, verse 7. Let's read some more, Jesus. I like eating Jesus. I have him breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a midnight snack. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, what will happen you're going to change. You're going to start asking for things that you desire instead of being timid and afraid. See, that's why a lot of believers don't ask God for things because His Word's not abiding in them. They think that they're inconveniencing God. I don't know if I... you know, Maybe, how about a stick of butter? Oh, no, no, half a stick. Unsalted. What does he say? If... If you abide in me, if you have a personal relationship with me, and my promises are alive in you, it's gonna change the way you live. You're gonna ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. Amen. I like that. Verse 8 in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. My father is glorified by this. Isn't that backwards? The enemy wants you to be afraid to ask God for things. Thinks you're, you're being a burden to him. And come on, you asked for something three years ago. You asked for a bicycle. Isn't that enough? No, God, it's the opposite. God wants you overflowing with everything you desire. That he's glorified by this. He's glorified when your desires are fulfilled. Man, that's the opposite of religion. God is glorified by this. Who said that? Jesus See, we're, we're repenting, aren't we? We're changing the way we think. We're thinking differently so that God can be revealed to us and we can experience him. God is glorified by your desires being fulfilled. Religion teaches the opposite. Deny yourself, deny yourself, deny yourself. And if you deny yourself enough, maybe you'll experience a little bit of God. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Look in the Weiss translation. If you maintain a living communion with me, man, that's good. And my words are at home in you. I command you to ask it once. God is so intent on fulfilling your desires. (sighs) He wants your desires to be fulfilled more than you'll ever want them to be fulfilled. I command you to ask it once, something for yourself, whatever your heart desires, and it will become yours. That powerful. Yes. Yes. What a father, huh? Yes. Yes. I've never seen anywhere in the scriptures God ever say you're asking for too much. Mm-hmm. The only place I can think of is when was James and John wanted to sit at His right hand or something. He said you don't know what you're asking for, and then He said it's not up for me to decide that. That's the Father. Right. But other than that, I can't think of any other place. I command you to ask at once something for yourself, whatever your heart desires. Boy, God is free. He is not afraid. He must have a supply that just never runs out. If all of us ask something for ourselves, is God going to run out? No. Are his little elves going to be able to make enough toys for us? He doesn't have any little elves. He speaks and it's so. Verse 8, in this, in you getting what you desire, my Father's glorified. Namely, that you are bearing much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. This is a mark of a disciple fruitful, desires fulfilled, yeah. overflowing, happy, joyful, at peace, whole. Let's keep reading Jesus, John 16 33. Isn't it amazing as we read Jesus, the Father's revealed to us? You've got to be willing to let go of wrong thoughts, though. You've got to be li- willing to let go of religious tradition, even if you've been in the same church for 30 years. Do you want Jesus more than you want the church you've been in? Mm-hmm. I do. Yes, yes. Love people, but I want Jesus more. Yes. Amen. John 16, I've told you these things. Why? Why? This, see, this is so good. I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Whoosh. God, do you religify that word? What does that word mean? Wholeness, right? That's right, wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Health, well-being, prosperity. I've told you these things, like the things we just read. Why? Because I want you to have perfect health. I want you to have perfect well-being. Perfect prosperity in your life. I want you to have perfect confidence. That's why I've given you these promises. And if your confidence or peace is lacking, just start reading the promises. Don't try and have faith. Fill yourself up with the promises and faith will come. Say them to yourself over and over. I was listening to a great message yesterday from uh, Joseph Prince about hearing. And he brought out when it says faith comes by hearing, the important understanding the tense that that is in, that faith doesn't come, by, doesn't come by hearing once. Faith comes by a posture of hearing regularly. All uh-huh. right, hearing regularly what God has done for you. And you're with yourself regularly, so tell yourself regularly what God said. You're the best radio station and podcast you'll ever hear. But listen. Coming to a church like this, and I don't mind closing the doors tomorrow, I'm not saying this to promote this church, but the reason we started this church is to give place, people a place where they could come and hear yes. regularly yes. the good news. Instead, a little bit of good news here, a little bad news there, good news one week, bad news one week, you're scratching your head, but I thought God forgave me. I thought, I don't, no, not a mixture of good and bad news, just good news. In Acts chapter 20, Paul said, I commend you to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. He said, I'm preaching the gospel of God's grace, not the gospel of God's judgment, not the gospel of the law. I commend you to the word of His grace. We can say the Ten Commandments a thousand times, and there won't be an ounce of faith in the room. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not... But I can say, Matthew 8, 17, Jesus himself bore your sicknesses and carried your diseases. Jesus himself bore your sicknesses and carried. What's happening? All of a sudden, what? He did what? Faith starts to grow. Jesus himself. Do you know the, the scriptures teach us the law is not of faith? What? I didn't say that. This, the New Testament teaches us that. The law is not of faith. Another scripture says that which uh, says the strength of sin is the law. Another scripture says that um, that which does not come from faith is sin. Why are so many Christians so adamant about preaching the law to people? Boy, is this heretical? Is this, am I I speaking truth? This is New Testament reality. The faith is in what God did for us through Jesus Christ. Instead of telling people, you shall not lie, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, tell them God loves you. He gave his son for you so that you can be free from every dark thing. You can be healed of every hurt. You can can have joy instead of depression. You can have peace instead of uh, trouble and frustration. You can have health instead of sickness. By and large, the church in America has not preached the gospel enough. They've preached the law. And it has not been effective. Paul said, I commend you to the word of his grace. That's what produces faith. That's what produces life. His grace. There are many ministers, well-known ministers, coming against the message of grace. You can't preach grace. That's, that's that's, That's only a a portion of what people should hear. No, that's everything they should hear. It's all about the grace of God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Come on, haven't you heard the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound? Yeah. Sweet. Boy, so many believers don't know what to think about, don't know what to speak about. It's His grace. Yes. Amen. God's riches at Christ's expense, that occupies every station in our mind. That occupies every conversation, every thought pattern. All that I meditate upon, the grace of God. It's the grace of God. We haven't magnified what he's done for us. We've magnified the mistakes we've made. We've been preaching the mistakes of man instead of the redemption of man. Jesus! Jesus! It's time to preach the redemption of man. How? Through the abundance of God's grace and the gift of his righteousness. He's given it to you. It's yours now. What do I have to change? How do I have to improve to get it? You don't. You don't have to improve to get it. You don't have to do 73 things right to get it. He gave it to you. Just receive it. It's a gift. You're righteous now. If you'll just believe that God loves you and gave his son for you. Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah, I've told you these things so that in me you would have perfect health and wholeness, well-being, prosperity and confidence, now in the world we see this on the news, right, there's tribulation, there's trials, there's distress, there's frustration, but be of good cheer, we're not of the world. Our hope's not in the world. Our strength doesn't come from the world. Our provision doesn't come from the world. Be of good cheer. Take courage. Be courageous. Be strong. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. How can we be undaunted in a world full of tribulation and trials and distress and frustration? For I've overcome the world. What does that mean? The Amplified tells us. I've deprived it of power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. I love that. Be full of courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. I've deprived it of power to harm you. I've deprived the world around you of the power to harm you, and have conquered it for you. You read that every day this week and meditate. What's your faith? Just you know, it's interesting, and I noticed it was around a lot of ministers in the last week, and I'm surprised at how many ministers think wrong. It's shocking. And they've been to their seminaries and their Bible schools, and they come out with this goofy thinking. And you hear them talking, and I think, boy, I wonder if they, if they ever read this in the Amplified. I wonder if they ever read any of the scriptures we just went through. I wonder if they ever read them and said, you know what, I believe that's true. Amen. They'd be so happy if they did. It would change the way they think. It would change the way they preach. It would change the way they live. Happy pastor. (laughs) I've deprived the world of power to harm you. And I've conquered it for you. I love thinking of that. No matter where I am or what's going on, I'm safe. You're safe. No matter where you're at or what's going on, you're safe. You're safe in the city. You're safe in the country. You're safe at home. You're safe at the mall. You're safe at Gillette Stadium. You're safe on U.S. Airways. You're safe in New York City. You're safe in Chicago. You're safe in Bermuda. Just take me with you. You're safe in the Caribbean. You're safe in India. You're safe in China. You're safe in Providence. You're safe in Taunton. You're safe in Boston. You're safe in Florida. See yourself safe. Protected by God everywhere you go. A shield all around you. A fortress, a bulwark. Boy, oh boy, this is good. I'm just praising it. Jesus, preach, Jesus, preach. We're looking at Jesus so we can see the Father. We're looking at the Holy Spirit. You know who gave Jesus these words? The Father did through the Holy Spirit. Right? Jesus said, I don't don't say or do anything. I haven't seen or saved. My Father does, right? So let's look at this Jesus a little more in Mark chapter 11. I'll try to move along here. We'll just summarize. So Mark chapter 11, you, you can read it on your own later, but you see they're out walking, the disciples are walking with Jesus and he's hungry. He sees a fig tree in the distance but, and he goes to get something to eat off of but there are no figs on it. Jesus, the Son of God, who became the Son of Man to reveal the Father to us, is standing in front of a tree and he speaks to the tree. <laughs> Woo! Little weird. <laughs> little little Lulu there. Can you imagine that? Here's this man we've been walking with. And now he's talking to trees. <laughs> John did did he did he have something to drink this morning? Or what, what was he doing? He's speaking to an inanimate object. Yeah. And he said to the fig tree, you know what he said? He said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. Why do you pick a fig tree? Do you remember what Adam and Eve covered themselves with after they fell? They sewed fig leaves together. Did it work? No. What is he saying? Man's attempt to fix things. May no one ever trust in man's attempt to fix things again. May no one ever trust in man's attempt to make himself right again. That's good. There's only one way to live the life God called you to live. It's through faith in Jesus. There's only one way. Didn't Jesus say somewhere, I think, maybe I am one of several... Ways no. the way. There's only one way to fulfill your destiny through faith in Jesus. Isn't that amazing? There's only one way to live the God life, the, the Jesus life, the Holy Spirit life is through faith in Jesus. And what happened to the tree after he spoke to it? It withered from the roots and it died. And the disciples are amazed at this. Okay, maybe he's not crazy. It worked. <laughs> and I love how Jesus responds to people. He never he never uh, disqualifies people. He lifts them up and brings them into his kingdom. Yes. Yes. Brings them into his way of living. Yes. You know it's God when you've been invited into his way of living. You know it's religion when you've been disqualified and put off. And right. yeah. answering, Jesus said to them, Have Faith of God. Have you ever read this version? This is Young's literal translation. You might have an English translation that says, Have faith in God. The, the Greek doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. There are three words, have faith God, it says in the Greek. And it's the possessive form of faith. So if you translate it properly, it says, have God's faith. Yes. Does, that, does that blow your mind? Have God's faith is what Jesus said there. The Young's Literal pulls that out. It says, have faith of God, or have God's kind of faith. Have the faith of God. I like how the message pulls it out. Jesus was a matter of fact. Embrace this God life. Wow. Really embrace it. Jesus is revealing to us the life we were made to live. Speaking to things in our life that are not fruitful. And seeing them change. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it. Jesus reveals to us what life was meant to be lived like through faith in him full of the Holy Spirit. Let's read verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, there it is again. Remember anyone from John? Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have any. Whosoever this is available to anybody shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. So now he's gone from a tree to a mountain. Ooh-loo. No. <laughs> be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith. Who's he? The person speaking, not God. Do you see that? Whosoever shall say, whosoever shall say, and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he says will come to pass. He, not God, the person speaking, shall have whatsoever he saith. You need to know that will work whether it's positive or negative. Do you know that? Yes. Right. Very quickly, when talking with people, I see very quickly why they're dealing with the challenges they're dealing with. They'll say things like, oh, I'm so stupid. Right. You know, oh, I've had this for years. It's getting worse. And uh, tomorrow when I wake up, it's just going to be terrible. And Okay. <laughs> they believe what they're speaking, and they've been saying it a long time. Look at the next verse. What would happen if you shocked yourself? And Tomorrow, to say, tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to be bursting with health. My legs are going to leap out of bed. I'm going to do a 20 jumping jacks, and I'm going to get in the shower and brush my teeth, and I'm going to go for a run, and I'm just going to sing all day and dance. Your body's a... What happened to you? Who are you? Where... Who are you? Why don't you just shock your body and tell it how healthy it is? Tell your body how healthy it is. Body, you're so healthy. You're so healthy. You're so strong. You're bursting with life. You're full of health and strength and joy and peace. I have healthy knees. Hallelujah. Knees, you are so strong. Shoulders, you're so strong. Respiratory system, you're so strong. Heart, you are so strong. I'm amazed how strong my heart is. I'm amazed how strong my spine is. I'm amazed at how healthy my legs and knees and hips and joints are. Hallelujah. I'm amazed. (laughs) No. This is God life. This is a life Jesus demonstrated for us. And he wants you to embrace it. Now. Today. How with your mouth. Open your mouth. He's talking about your mouth, isn't he? Yes. Begin to say what God says about you. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now hold on a minute. Don't go any further. So we see something here. This is, a, this is a, a, an action of faith. You're believing that you receive it and you shall have it. So there is no evidence of what you just asked God for. Mm -hmm. Believing always comes before receiving in the kingdom of God. Why? Because everything's in the spirit realm. Uh It's not like this microphone stand that's physical and I can touch. Everything God's provided for me is in the, the spirit realm and my faith grabs a hold of it and pulls it into the physical realm but I have to believe that I've got it before I see it. Yes. Yes. Before I feel it. Right. Yes. This, is good. this is very uh, simple, but so many Christians have no idea what real faith is. So there's something I desire. There's something I need. I come before the Father. I speak forth my request. In this case, we're actually speaking to something. If we keep what Jesus is saying in context, he's not talking about asking the Father. He's talking about speaking to something. A lot of prayer is speaking to things, not to him. There's a worship and a fellowship with Him. But what Jesus is demonstrating to us is this kind of prayer where you speak two things in your life to your body. And you believe that when you say it, it's so. You believe you've got it. Now. No matter what it looks like. No matter how it may feel. I can't tell you the number of times where I had symptoms in my body and I spoke to it and it got worse. I can't tell you how many times. But I had been eating this. This was my reality. And I refused to let those symptoms tell me what my life is going to be like. And I stayed with what God said about me and I said what he said about me even though I didn't see it, feel it, or look like it. With the stripes that wounded Jesus, I have been healed. This is how it works. The vast majority of Christians are waiting to feel something waiting to see something before they believe and they walk away frustrated. Because it doesn't work. This is how faith works. You know it based on what God said to you. Period. You have it because he said so. This is why you want that living communion with Jesus, not religion. Because what religion says is so isn't so. What's that song? Say it isn't so. Who did that? You may know that tune. Isn't there a song? Say it isn't so. Holland Oates. I don't know. Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, let me see how far we can get here. Hallelujah. Let's just go ahead and pray in the spirit a little bit here. Let the Lord lead us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is a different way of living, isn't it? This is the God life. Jesus called us to live. To believe in everything the things we believe in because God said so. Come on, this is how we do. This seems crazy if you don't know this. And I've seen so many ministers, great ministers, criticized by other ministries because they were teaching this. And those who are criticizing don't understand this, so they criticize this. What God says is the foundation and basis of our faith. If you don't know what he says, you have no foundation for faith. Jesus Himself bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. I'm telling you that's just rolling around in me so much today. For whoever it is, receive it. Matthew eight seventeen. Jesus Himself bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our diseases. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our diseases. He bore our I'm trying to move on, but I don't feel I should. He bore our sicknesses and he carried our diseases. Jesus. Jesus. The chastisement for our shalom, for our well-being, for our wholeness was upon Jesus, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. And with the with the stripes that wounded him, we have been healed. Hallelujah. Thank you for wholeness in this place, Lord. Facebook, how you doing? Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive the wholeness God provided for you. He bore your sicknesses, he carried your diseases. It's already done. You just have to believe that. You just have to receive it. It's It's already done. It's already done. What God has done for us shouldn't be foreign to our ears. It should be something we hear every day. Listen to the podcasts we put out every week. Listen to them over and over again. Your faith will grow. Your faith is going to grow. Hallelujah. How? By hearing what he's done for you. I love it, man. I think phones are great just for that reason alone. I can hear the messages. And there's a lot of ministries out there, but I, 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 I have a, maybe a handful that I really listen to because a lot, a lot of the other stuff, mm, I need the whole deal. I need the good news of the gospel of God's amazing grace. I don't need a message of law and works. It doesn't work. Works don't work. Faith works. Faith in what God has done for us. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, there's just a a gold mine here, and I don't know. If we're going to get into it. Whew. Jesus, I hope you're. I hope you're not in a hurry in life in general. Don't be in a hurry in your life. I know we've got all kinds of things that we think we need to do, all kinds of things other people tell us we need to do. But those who trust the Lord will not make haste. <coughs> Is that in the scriptures? Yeah. Yes. Another translation says, those who trust in the Lord will not be in a hurry. I want to encourage you, when you come, come ready to experience God. We're not playing church. We're not trying to create a nice little social club. We're here to eat Jesus. Amen. We're here to experience Him. Sometimes that might fit in a nice compartment. Sometimes it doesn't. But I, 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 I'm not going to have anything less than the resurrection life of Christ. Hallelujah. Do you know that man fell from the God life Jesus was talking about there? Put that verse 22 back up there. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it. Can you put that back up in the message? Man fell from this God life. That's the reason Jesus had to come so we could have it again. Right? He fell from this Jesus life, this God life, this spirit life. Oh, Hallelujah. When Adam put his, word, his faith in the words of Satan, everything changed. He listened to a different voice in his life, a voice that contradicted what God said to him. And he chose to believe it and act upon it. And, and there could have been no greater tragedy in the history of the human race than this. And he acted on, he spoke and believed the words of Satan. And when he did, his spirit was separated from God's spirit. And he fell from revelation of God to education. In other words, from the Holy Spirit revealing God the Father to him to man trying to figure it out. And a lot of what you'll hear oftentimes in religious messages is man trying to figure it out. We don't need that. We need revelation of Christ. Hallelujah. Revelation of Jesus. His life went from being spirit-led to be reason-led, flesh-led. Living by what his flesh told him. Living by what he could figure out. If you're trying to figure out God, good luck. I mean, he's very simple in terms of his love for us and his goodness and what he's provided for us, but what he wants to do in your life, you're not going to be able to figure it out because it's beyond what you can, your reason can handle. It's a faith life. Hallelujah. He went from being spirit-led to flesh-led. He went from reigning as a king to living as a slave. He went from living in God's strength to living in his own strength. We're going to have to stop here. But Christ came to change all that. So you no longer have to live by what you can figure out, to live by what man says, so you can live by what God says, by by who he is as revealed to us in Christ Jesus. You can live reigning as a king in life through receiving the abundance of his grace and the gift of his righteousness. You can live with God as your strength instead of your own. And boy, we've got some more. We'll get into it. But we're going to stop here. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much for this God life. We're so glad we can't figure you out. We're so glad you're greater than what we can comprehend. We're so glad that you're greater than our reasoning, than our uh, finite human reasoning. We're so glad that you're God and we're not because you're perfect love. And everything about you is so much more than we could ever desire and dream of. And we thank you for you giving us all of yourself through your son, Jesus Christ. We receive all of you this morning. Lord, we're never going to be the same because of this morning. Because of what you did here, Holy Spirit, this morning, on this Sunday. We're never going to be the same. Wow. It's by your spirit. It's not by might. It's not by strength. It's not by man's power. It's by your spirit. And that's how we're living from this day forward. We're living by your spirit. By your grace. By your love. We're going forward today. In you. Lead the way, Jesus. Lead the way. Thank you for your will. Abundant life done in our lives just as it is in heaven this week thank you for meeting every need here Father, everyone sitting here and those who are listening on Facebook thank you for touching lives and meeting needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus in Jesus name He is.